Hello. Hey. I'm Alex. And I'm Val. And we are here for episode five, season six A, Mr. and Mrs. John Sacramoni Request. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Um, we're back on our regular recording setup, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, we got this. We got this working. I just, you know. One thing that Alex is really into is sound recording stuff. And is it? so, yeah, well, you do it for your music stuff. Medium. I'm and medium into it. So he really, he can hear things on podcasts that he's like, oh, there's a cut and stuff like that. Oh, right. And I don't know. I would never know. I mm. could never hear those things. Mm. So, I don't know if you guys hear the difference in our quality of. Audio I, I heard it when I was bouncing the last one. It sounded exactly the same to me, so <laughs> I don't think it okay. made a huge difference. All right. Well, that's good to know that we have a backup plan if ever that happens again. It's true. My uh, H2 recorder from when H2 recorders were a thing. They're not anymore, oh. really. That's okay. Um, but yeah, we are, it's like almost halfway through season 6A, which is crazy. It is crazy. Um, and we have a pretty big shift this episode from our first kind of four episodes of this season. Mm. We, have, we have this like different vibe. We're like exploring some, I don't know, we've taken a turn and we're going to look at something different for a second is kind of what it feels like, right? Yeah. Like we don't have, well, we I mean, we still have Tony kind of grappling with the repercussions of him being in this coma, right? But he's grappling with them in less like a philosophical way and now in kind of a more mm. physical way like about his physical power and we have a lot of focus on muscles and stuff like that mm. right like so it's like it's less kind of like those existential repercussions that we were dealing with a lot last episode That's but it's really definitely more kind of like the physical yeah like yeah. Bo bodily repercussions of having a major surgery right and right. even like he grosses the guys out when he's back that first day. Yeah. Talking about, like, you know, the way the wound was, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever they did to the wound. It was wet Suturing healing or whatever. Or whatever yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, and, like, you know, it's, it's really, like, I mean, we know at the time that he's gone through a major injury, but, like, a, you know, a wound, like a gunshot wound to your yeah. stomach is a pretty major surgery. Yeah. Um, so we really like this episode kind of get to feel that, which we haven't really, like they don't really emphasize it as much in the, in the Pascal episodes. Right. Yeah. And for me, I think like the thing that really comes out in this episode is how people represent themselves and how people kind of put on faces mm -hmm. to represent themselves mm -hmm. a different way than they actually feel or maybe are yeah. as people. Uh, and there's just, there's, there's really so many examples of that. I mean, Characters, I, I think the most important are maybe Tony, the way that he is representing himself, um, trying to show strength. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Vito is a huge one, and um, we have him, you know, basically trying to represent himself one way throughout the entire course of the series. And at this point, it's coming out that he has this kind of secret life. And I love the irony where he says that he's, well, he says that he's sick, so that he's leaving, which is false. And he says he's going out for collections. And then we find out that actually we're at a place where people actually are going mm -hmm. out for collections. And then we see Vito in a role that is true to himself. Mm -hmm. But he's keeping a secret from everywhere, yeah. from everybody else. And there's just so many examples throughout the entire episode. Like the first thing that we see is Rusty getting this invitation saying Mr. and Mrs. John Sacramoni request, mm -hmm. which is actually the title of the episode. He's saying, 
now this shit, right? So it's like there's something that people want and there's something that people represent and there's something happy that people kind of engage in, but then there's a another side kind of behind it and there's just all over the place. Phil Leotardo, you know, at the end we have him. Mm-hmm. Being like, uh, yeah. I he's just, an emotional man right yeah. after saying like, screw this My guy. I can't believe him. of him is just lowered or something. Yeah. So, you know, I just, for me, the thing that really comes out is, is yeah, the, the representation of people and, and yeah, the way that people are kind hmm. of representing themselves and being seen, which is actually related for me to what mm-hmm. you're, to what you're talking totally. about. Yeah. Because there is another dimension, like the everyday life of of dealing with identity and, and who you are is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is like, yeah, we really do see Tony grappling with this, like in his, um, in his conversations with Melfi, right? Like, you know, he, he kind of vacillates back and forth between these multiple identities that he has, right? Like we see that in yeah. characters, but we have him doing that. Like, he's like... I like it when he's like, each day is a gift and that's how it's going to stay. Like it's so like counter, like it's these two parts of his identity that are kind of mashing up against each other. Mm. And I think that's the thing for these characters who have these like dual identities. Like I think Vito, for like as an example, like having to do that for too long, like eventually you're kind of exposed, right? You can't, you can't. You know, you can't fool everyone. You can't be two-faced without one day getting yeah. burnt, right? Well, like same, the Leotardo saying, yeah. you know, saying different things to different yeah. people, right? Like it's going to come back to you. So I, I don't know. I think there is that like aspect of like, okay, like who are you really? Like right. are you this person or are well, you that other person? That example. Like, what's that, your, what are your true feelings? Yeah. Because it's hard to tell, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that example that you use each day is a gift, that happened at the beginning of the episode when Tony is suppressing the obvious psychological impact mm-hmm. of his uncle mm-hmm. trying to murder him a second time. I know. And Melfi's trying Melfi's to talk like about that. Melfi's like calling him out on his shit, being like, uh, like, you're a family member tried to murder yeah, you. the same one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's suppressing it and saying yeah. each day is a gift. So again, like that also plays into like you can suppress it, but it'll you'll eventually get burned. So yeah, Tony totally. is now representing himself in a certain way as this in some ways, this happy wanderer, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that too. Yeah. This thing that he... And Melfi knows that's bullshit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the relationship between Tony and Melfi is really interesting for me in this episode because mm-hmm. I question like what Tony is getting out of his therapy in mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, in particular, at the end of the episode, I feel like he's actually regressing and maybe developing some poor behavior and violent and damaging behavior from yeah. his he's from his al- therapy he's always gotten that from Melfi though like think about like like the Sun Tzu thing and stuff yeah, like that yeah there like, are times you, you where know? that happens yeah and so like what she said to him this time about like you know like I forget exactly how she puts it but that what she's talking about about like showing strength even though you're hurting on the inside yeah or whatever he was like yeah I was gonna say that too right right and then but he takes that a different way right like right. he takes that and's like Oh, she's saying to me, I need to go show strength. I need to right? beat like, up this huge I need to beat up jack this to tell hunky, you muscle man. The hunky new Furio. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really fascinating scene for me too, because well, first of all, we have this episode where Tony is ostensibly becoming this new person who every day is a gift mm-hmm. and is learning and growing from his injury and mm-hmm. moving away from the previous mistakes of his life. But ultimately, he's actually maybe even just doubling down yeah. and becoming an even worse person. 
But that scene is really fascinating, and I think in the last episode I stopped caring about color, but I'm back. Uh, I like I it I think again. that was two episodes ago. Two episodes. Well, now I care about color again. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But that, actually, that scene where he's talking to Melfi, and, and Melfi is talking about being decisive, showing strength, and Tony interprets it in this specific way. It's fascinating because Tony's wearing all black, and Melfi's actually wearing all black as well. And in between them we have Kleenex which is all white, which really stands out to me because the Kleenex represents an opportunity for Tony to actually deal with his emotions, maybe actually mm. be human, to yeah. cry, <laughs> to deal with these yeah. things, to reach like, out. Like John does in that Yeah, moment. like John does, to yeah. actually maybe like reach out. And we've talked a lot about blacks and whites, but like as the contrast to the black that he's wearing that actually is often in the past represented the affiliation with the mob. And he doesn't reach for that. He's mm -hmm. just having this conversation with Melfi, who's mm -hmm. wearing all black, who ultimately gives him information that reinforces his connection mm -hmm. to the mob and violence mm -hmm. and this lifestyle that is emotionally unsound mm -hmm. and is also damaging in the way that it's just kind of leading him further and further down the path of being this criminal mm -hmm. and not a reborn character like we flirted yeah. with in the last episode. Yeah. It's interesting how that comes mm -hmm. on the heels of him like seeing John in that emotional scenario, mm -hmm. right? Like, and I think in a lot of ways, like emphasizing, or emphasizing, empathizing <laughs> with, <laughs> yeah, emphasizing. That's um, normally my job to. I said say it so like emphatically that. too. Um, empathizing mm -hmm. with John, right, in this moment, like, because he, like, you know, we do, we see his gaze at Meadow during this whole episode. Mm -hmm. Like, he's clearly like, he is grappling with these big feelings still, right? And so he, more than anyone, probably empathizes most with John crying at the, you know, when yeah. the feds are taking him away yeah. from his daughter's wedding, right? Yeah. Like, Tony can, Tony can get there. The other guys can't really get there. Yeah. But it's interesting then that that conversation, like, that that, you know, hearing those guys impression of John and then having that conversation with Melfi, like, really solidifies the position that he ends up taking, yeah. right? Like he, he had a choice there. Yeah. He could have kind of gone either way. Yeah. And he made a choice to yeah. show, to show that brute force and, and like scare people into respecting him. Totally. Right. Absolutely. And maybe that's the first example of him making a choice mm -hmm. since his, you know, since his mm -hmm. recovery. And that's the choice that he makes. Mm -hmm. In fact, we have him in the end looking in a mirror, you know, and the question is, who is he? Mm -hmm. He was asking, who am I? Well, now he's seeing himself and he's happy about it. Mm hmm. You know, this like... Even though he's vomiting blood. He's vomiting blood, but that's what he sees and that's what he it's likes really, and that's what he it's chose. It's a really crazy scene. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. it's actually pretty pretty pivotal. Mm-hmm. Me too. For the season. I think it's... Uh, Me too. It's pretty important and it's just really masterfully done and I really like it. Yeah. No, it's a super powerful kind of chain of events that, that mm -hmm. go on there. Um, that, I mean, the whole... Last, I don't know the hunky New Furio's name even doesn't matter hunky furio i i do like just as an aside i like how there's people that we've never seen before yeah in this right like that in this time tony's been gone that there's yeah. been these changes anyways right. i like that um but yeah like whoever hunky new furio is right that whole that scene with how he he like picks a target right like he's looking at everyone's muscles yeah he's looking at like yeah like who can i manipulate right. uh, it's i mean it is manipulation in some ways mm -hmm. right because like it had to be true enough 
Yeah. Uh, like, he yeah. was also seeing the other thing. He was looking at muscles. He was also looking and there was also a focus on people's tattoos. You're right. That You're I right. think yeah. maybe has to relate to you the, said like, that when we were watching seniority it. or also like affiliation with the mob. Like this guy's fresh. Like he doesn't yeah. have these like these markers on him that link him to the mob. Yeah. Because, you know, he sees Polly, like everybody really, even like the other big dude who we don't really have that much experience with mm-hmm. in the family. He has this like base yeah. glove tattoo. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> He might in another life he might have been in healthcare though. That's what <laughs> Maybe. he says. Um, Maybe he would have been a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I think there is that, but I think it part of it is also like Tony's also seen what's happening with Rusty, right? And so like, and or so, like happening with John while John's in jail, right? Yeah. And so you also can't fuck with the people who are right who are like the ones who are right underneath you. So he mm-hmm. picks somebody who's not made, right? right? Like he doesn't want to cause trouble for himself either. Yeah. So totally. he, he does He's like, smart. He, he makes yeah. a good decision there, right? Yeah. Like he like I mean, makes an, ed- he makes well, a good decision. <laughs> Let's define good decisions. <laughs> he makes a great decision in that scene. Yeah. Um, but then going from that to the scene, like the scene from above in the bathroom yeah. is so, is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting episode, too, because up until that point, Tony is dealing with this identity issue because he's being dealt with in a different way. Like, Carmela saying, oh, it's your first day back at work. I feel like a mummy. People mm-hmm. are basically, like, feeding him. He can't Scraping eat. onions off of yeah, his... Yeah, he can't eat onions. Like, he's yeah. restricted in what he can eat, which is something that we've also often affiliated with, like, power and mm. and, mm-hmm. and strength in the New Jersey family. Mm-hmm. family. Even, like, a focus on stature and and weight like talking to bobby who's playing basketball mm-hmm. being athletic what do you weigh you know 265 now we've seen tony's weight in previous mm-hmm. episodes we know that they've reversed because in the beginning bobby tony was, was bigger mm-hmm. so there's just there's a lot of kind of emasculating behavior and actions in the episode that bring attention to an, an identity crisis that mm-hmm. tony could be having mm-hmm. having at this point yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think like a lot of characters through the episode are just in that, in that situation of, of having these, these crises and it kind of picks up from what was happening in the last episode. I mean, we ended Mm -hmm. off with Polly kind of having this huge identity crisis Mm -hmm. and making his own choice in the end when he beats up Jason Barone. Yeah. And... And we it, have the same music from last episode. Yeah, there's three bells this, comes yeah. back to Vito at the motel, which is interesting for me because that also connects Vito as another character who's kind of completing his arc or maybe beginning his true arc in terms of there's been a development and an exercise of choice from mm-hmm. these characters to become somebody. Mm-hmm. So Polly kind of did that. Vito has kind of done that. We're just kind of becoming privy to it at this point. Mm-hmm. But they're connected by this the use of this three bells song. That happened at the mm-hmm. end of the last episode and with Vito at the motel, which I thought was interesting. It's like a developing character. Mm-hmm. And the story is developing actually throughout the song. It was like the song started in one verse and continues in this episode. Yeah. 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 Um, Interestingly, they're actually in the motel, like Vito, when he's kissing Marie, another connection to the last episode, uh, there's this, the painting on the back, it's like of water and there's actually like kind of like leaves of a tree or foliage Mm. greenery that's almost like Mm. moving in the wind that connects to Tony contemplating the kind of... Right. He's like The wind, the movement of of greenery, you know, which is connecting to the imagery and symbols that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. for the entire series. But Vito is actually now confronting his own mortality perhaps and his own death and his own 
you know, crisis of identity mm-hmm. out of necessity mm-hmm. because right now he is kind of being thrown into a very dangerous, real situation. Yeah. Well, and he's, you know, yeah, he's making a choice, um, you know, maybe to just, like, embrace that piece of his identity more. Maybe, like you said, like, it's not really a choice. Like, seems like his home life is not great. Yeah. Because he's closeted, you know, like, and miserable. Um, But, like, nobody in that relationship is happy, right? So he's also kind of making a choice, like, is this the life that I want? Yeah. Too. And we can see it, like, when he's dancing like, who with am Murray, I and where like, am I going, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, what is my life going to look yeah, like exactly. for the rest of my life? Which is like, really becoming, yeah. like, a central theme of 6A. Mm-hmm. That, if anything, like, that's the thing that's being applied to all the characters. Totally, yeah. yeah. We see it in this episode, too, with, I think, like, Meadow and Finn. And, like, so, mm-hmm. like, um, like, all this, like, wedding talk. And, you know, like, um, Allegra, Sacrimony, too, in some ways, also, right? Like, yeah. we see kind of people like you know identifying as i don't know like meadow and finn rejecting kind of getting married and the stuff with kids and Mm -hmm. like you know feeling really uncomfortable being asked that by people but then someone like allegra like really embracing that part of her identity um right and like doing all these traditions right like the wedding the wedding is so crazy right Mm -hmm. like like every like kind of cliche is packed into it right yeah. like so like just really embracing these traditions versus yeah. you know like identifying as something different than that even the differences like between in that fa- in the sacrimony family who we've never yeah. met before you know yeah. Ginny, yes but the daughters yeah we see them like once before yeah you know and we see you know these differences in like how they identify in their family and talking about like can't this family ever talk about anything but food Right, which is it's that's really interesting for me because like clearly like there's these I like these issues that that family is facing. Actually, mm-hmm. like when we first see them in the in the prison, like there's a lot of smoking of cigarettes. Like it yeah. feels out of control. Yeah, there's Both obviously the these a lot of issues in the family that are being discussed and you know kind of in passing. You know, people who don't talk to each other, the Haitian. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. under the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, even the relationship between them like allegra's fiance at that point you know saying like john saying like, john. we're gonna get through this through a, as a family and then he says sorry like what did you call me yeah and he's like oh thank you dad dad i know that you know, one's so funny yeah but like yeah these conventions but then also the interesting thing about that is that even though the conventions are are different and the people are different like we still have this line can we ever talk about anything other than food Mm -hmm. which is connected to things that we've heard from people connected to the soprano family Mm -hmm. like christopher actually said basically the exact same Mm -hmm. thing in d girl talking about um you know can't we talk about anything but food i feel i can't remember exactly but i feel like it's either meadow or aj basically says the exact same thing i can't remember so like even these different families with these different issues and different identities are kind of arriving at some of the same issues and same manifestations through the younger generation yeah. kind of dealing with them. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. Uh, we have... I, I think yeah. I want... Like, Christopher was interesting to me this episode. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not like, connected to what we're talking about exactly, but, like, he really... Like, you can tell that he's someone who's really influenced by how people are... Like, how powerful someone seems. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the first time we kind of hear him and at least in a while kind of speaking out and being like, I think that's a pussy ass move or whatever yeah. he says about right. like 
um, hiring the guy from Italy to come and kill Rusty, right? Yeah. Like also um, saying he completely agrees. Completely you know, agrees that like, that Johnny Sack is yeah. like weak right now. Um, and so you know we're seeing that this really like this is a language that he really like. This is something that he really values and and he really speaks to him. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just interesting to me. And it sets up, you know, it sets up some stuff to happen this season yeah. for sure, you know, with Christopher. Um, yeah, his, but yeah, his character, like his identity is definitely getting flushed out mm-hmm, a little bit there. Mm-hmm. I also love the way like humor kind of comes back in this yeah. episode because things have just been so heavy and so dark. Like, yeah. For instance, like Christopher, like those lines about like his misunderstanding of how favors work from Godfather I 1. love that line so, so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you come to me. He's like, isn't that it? Like, you you go to him on your daughter's wedding day? And he's yeah. like, what? <laughs> and he's like, you should ask him not to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, you should ask him not to do this. <laughs> Whoa. Deep. Um, deep, Christopher. Well, we've talked about that. Um, like, humor does kind of become a part of this show. And it's something that I think kind of makes the show, like, kind of transcendent. Because it deals yeah. with all these things. And yet... There is always humor there, but sometimes you feel like it kind of gets lost at parts of the series. Mm -hmm. And um, this episode's interesting because we're getting away from these kind of like more abstract episodes that are dealing with these kind of major existential questions. And it's still there, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's much more linear. We've set up like a much more traditional story arc with Vito. There are things that are happening that are, are less kind of, experimental mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. dealing with philosophy although this episode like it's i don't know like there's something it's a steve buscemi episode mm-hmm. um and there is something like kind of i don't know what the word is like about the storytelling that's interesting so we have like for example like that first scene with rusty getting the wedding invitation it kind of like zooms in on the wedding invitation mm-hmm. as the first shot too which is kind of like reminds me of like um I don't know, Father of the Bride or something like that. Mm. Like it reminds me of kind of like a cheesy rom-com mm-hmm. kind of. And they zoom in on this invitation and then we have the like fade and then the six weeks later or six months yeah. later Like immediately. What a strange... Um, and then later on the we have some other funny edits throughout yeah. it. So there is something still kind of almost dreamlike about the... Um, I don't know, just like, yeah, the way that yeah. this episode was told. Mm-hmm. The passage of time was kind of vague in mm-hmm. some ways you know um or but at the same time defined like in that six yeah. weeks later shot i don't know um but again that's why i also like like that we're that far along in tony's healing like we kind of skip over some time totally. right we're that much like the new these new these new guys these yeah. new bulky characters showing up yeah bulky is that they're pretty bulky the, i mean maybe bulky. <laughs> i don't know some of them bulky. are bulky some of them are hulky right Maybe they're both. Yeah. Yeah. One of them could have been a nurse. He likes healthcare. He's the one who keeps getting Tony water and asking <laughs> if he wants him to set a timer for his medication. What a sweet guy. Which is sweet. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the one thing one thing I was noticing in the episode too is like the use of uh, these kind of like fade edits mm-hmm. that gives it a pretty different feel from a lot of yeah. the other episodes. It's kind of like it goes along with what I was talking about. I was saying that. Too. Yeah. Like it is that. I don't know. There's like a disbelief that kind of mm-hmm. creeps in or mm-hmm. something. And it's, yeah, it's not as realistic. It's not as realistic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I see that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it's interesting. Um, the other the other character I found kind of interesting this episode and like discussion around him is AJ. So in the first session mm. we have with Melfi in this episode, mm-hmm. he's like, let's go back to what we were talking about yeah. before this happened, right? And they were they were discussing AJ, and mm-hmm. he tells her about he says the same line as Carmela. He's like, you dropped out of college mm. and while I was in it, waited till I was in a coma to do it or whatever. Um, And then he says, I wish that he, that AJ would have taken some of my good characteristics. Right. So we're kind of going back to this issue too of like, um, you know, passing, like kind of passing down these characteristics and what character, like what parts of your parents' identity become part of your identity. And we were dealing with that last episode with right. the philosophical things being passed down or like religious things yeah. being passed down. Um, but here we're kind of dealing with personality. And I do like when Melfi, when they're talking about how AJ's working at Blockbuster, um, he said, like she says to him, like, can we agree that there are worse ways to make money? Mm-hmm. Than working at and Tony does agree. That's yeah, and that's I found that interesting, right? Like he, I think we really do see him making a very informed choice, or like a more. I don't know, informed is not the right word, but he's making like. I think like when he first would have entered the mm. mob, right? Like like we see lots of characters, like it kind of was not a choice, right? Like there was lots of things that were leading him down this path, but mm-hmm. now he's really actually like making making a choice to he he knows what he's doing is evil and bad yeah well, he's seen it right he's been in weird purgatory i think right. i you know like i think he really does you know he met some monks there i don't know you know like <laughs> you've seen the you know he he knows he knows what he's doing i think at least mm-hmm. as uh, you know more than he would have ever kind of recognized before yeah yeah yeah, maybe there is there is you know like some change in that moment. And yeah, we have to kind of question where it's all leading. Yeah. Uh, also, AJ has a new girlfriend. Speaking yeah. of new characters, she seems great. I think she kind of does seem great. <laughs> I like her better than what was her name? Amber. What was her name? Uh, Devin. 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 Of course. Devin. Yeah. We're not all about her. Hmm. Um, I guess so did AJ. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. What else? You know, it's an episode where I don't have as much to say. Like, I think they're kind of just, like, setting up more of a traditional kind of format. It's Mm -hmm. also interesting because it kind of, like, plays with maybe, like, a kind of, like, dramatic soap opera-y kind of format. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, an episode that can feel like that, but then under the surface there is still quite a bit going on. It's also kind of, like, an establishing episode within the context of this season. Because, you know, we're setting up some of these storylines. Yeah. And we're coming out of somewhere pretty heavy. And, like, we've talked about this at, during other seasons of the show. Like, there are times where it almost feels like there's, like, a trilogy of episodes or something that's linked through its connection mm-hmm. through different things. We've talked about, like, a trilogy of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some other trilogies, too. Yeah. Or, you know, or duo, whatever. Like, there's there's just yeah. kind of parts of seasons yeah. that seem to be connected. And yeah, like, acts. They're kind of, like, yeah. yeah. And acts structurally within a season. And I feel like we've... This episode establishes a new time outside of the first four episodes. Yeah. I think we're in the second act of this season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say that too. And it's just, it's really interesting to think about what that first act was because it's unpredictable. Like, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. thought that that's how they would start the last season, but it's kind of perfect for the show. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I think we we're definitely going somewhere different. And this is definitely a part of the show that a lot of people like kind of the least. Really? Which, yeah, six A is probably. Really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I always I am always surprised by this. I feel. Yeah, I mean, I think if you were to if you were to poll or or look mm-hmm. at like people's responses, six A is traditionally the least popular. Like okay. pretty hands down, like not even close, really. Yeah, I mean, I would would I say it's my favorite season? Yeah. No, I just never think it's bad. I mean, they're all amazing. Yeah. But it's also, you know, that's also something that we could revisit when we're having a discussion about it because six the beginning of six A is amongst my favorite. Meet like parts. for me, the it's Kevin some Fennerty of the most thing, memorable think, is, stuff. Is some of the most memorable. And Maybe we just, just like really that well kind of. Maybe it. other people. Don't I don't think like that's that. what people dislike though. I think it's actually the storyline that's getting set up right now is what turns oh. off a lot of people. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, just something to think about if you are watching it for the first time. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's just interesting. just looking at a list right now of the other episodes in this season. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can... Do it. I, I always like, I don't know, I get... Um, what do you get? How should I say? Like, I, I just forget. When I'm in a season, I'm, I'm mm. always in love with the season. I, right. I like, I, sometimes I struggle to see it as a whole. Just looking at a list of episodes. I mean, there's some like there's some we have great coming, stuff coming. Yeah, we have coming up. Like, well, I do like Johnny Cakes. It's also, I mean, it's also it's a uh, it's and a Cold, season. like Coldstone is one of my favorite episodes. Right. There's some there's some great stuff. I mean, yeah. but it's also like it's a season with like with Luxury Lounge, which is like another episode like Christopher that people kind of slammed and do slam as kind I, of like one of the weaker, less successful. See, I do understand that, and we talked about this mm-hmm. when in Christopher when we mm-hmm. talked about Christopher. Like, I used to be on that train. I mm-hmm. used to really, like, be like, that's a strange episode. Right. And I've come to enjoy them a lot more. So I'm excited, actually, to see that this time yeah, around. Yeah, totally. Because I've actually come to kind of appreciate those. I mean, I feel like that's, like, pretty brave mm-hmm. to go out there and, like... Especially with not that much time left mm-hmm. in the series. Anyways, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it when it's we come kind of to intro. it. Yeah, it's not going to be that long. But I, I don't know. I, I do feel like there are some things on my viewing this time that have really shifted... And maybe like made me appreciate other episodes that I didn't appreciate as much before. Yeah. So maybe definitely. it's the same as seasons. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. No, definitely. It's this is an amazing episode though. I mm-hmm. think actually it's the... also a memorable one. Like the wedding, like the ceremony wedding is a really memorable. Mm-hmm. Just like I mean, his acting like in that scene where he gets carted away. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, it's just like the way the whole thing is set up, mm-hmm. and part of it's comical. Like it's just like it's just so well. Mm-hmm. It's so well done. Yeah, totally. It's funny. I think actually the last time I saw this episode, I was in a hotel and it was just on TV and it came on around mm. that around that time. And I actually remember seeing it and being like, wow, like this is actually like not the finest, mm-hmm. not the finest time in Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh yeah, like 6A, like, yeah, there's some, there's some moments that are a little strange, but it didn't feel that way watching it right now with, within the progression of all mm-hmm. the episodes. And I think it maybe has to do with like that thing I was talking about of like almost like flirting with like kind of like soap opery melodramatic yes. elements yes. and humor that can kind of come across as a little like cheap, like it's yes. funny. Like the stuff with Christopher yes. is amazing or like when they sit yes. down and they're talking to the old relatives, yes. but it like, it isn't maybe as realistic as the rest of the show yes. is. And if you just like jump into it, it can mm-hmm. strike you as a little odd. Mm-hmm. But as we're watching it, it actually is kind of a counterbalance to the I, first, yeah. the first episodes of this season that are so heavy yeah, and so abstract that it, it kind of needs it to pull it back into, yeah, you know, the world into reality. You know what you've made me think of though? 
are what? people that I really don't like. Mm, who are they? Um, people who are like, you're like, have you seen The Sopranos? Mm. And then they're like, yeah, I've seen a few episodes. You hate them. You don't like those people. Yeah. Well, and like, especially who have seen like random episodes. Mm. And you're like, that's... The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen it then. Right. Like... Yes, there are amazing oh. standalone episodes. Oh, I hope there's the no Sopranos. listeners right now who've just randomly Tuned chosen this episode in, yeah. and then they, chose and this episode, chose of, the this episode <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure lots of people safe. are out there. We're probably safe. Um, but yeah, I'm like, you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. That's like saying you've seen a play, but you've only seen Act Two. <laughs> <laughs> Act two. I don't know. Yeah, those people bother me. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. this is a different episode. Mm. Right. Yeah. I like I hear it. You. I hear you. I like it. Um, okay. This was fun. Nice this to talk about it. One of our shorter episodes, but maybe, I think... Maybe our shortest. I think there's others. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we ran out of ideas quickly before. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you like this podcast, then email us. And mm-hmm. We like talking to you. Tell us something that you want us to talk about in a future episode. <laughs> yeah, do it. There's, you're running out of time, so email us quick. Yeah. Chop, chop. Yeah. Or if you're in the future... Email Maybe still anyway. email us. Yeah, we'll, we'll still we'll, we'll do we can just hang it. out and talk about Sopranos. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, some some of our other friends as guest stars. We're running out of time. We I had know. plans for that, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, just email us. If you're in New York, we, we you just can said buy we, us a we, beer. We'll we talk were, about Sopranos. We were questioning what we're going to do once we're done this, and maybe we'll just start again. Right. And at the end, part two. Yeah. It's the same thing, but different. But <laughs> Probably different. The beauty of improvisation. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our episodes, our episodes, our conversations on this viewing are not the same as our conversations on no, last viewing. No, absolutely not. And I think we, it, we focused yeah. on really different things. Yeah, and last I think time. yeah, if we were to like wait a year or something, it would be fascinating how different it would be because I think this show just reflects where you are in your life. I think and so different too. things come out. You'd probably still talk about the colors though. Maybe not. I've been thinking a lot about you colors. Don't like colors anyway. No, I'm over it now. Yeah. I was over it, and then I was into it today, now I'm over yeah. it again. Alex just did a music project on colors also. Right. So maybe he's just over it. Mm, just over it, yeah. <laughs> Too much. Anyway. Okay, that was a long chat. You guys are great. Thanks for we, listening. We like you guys. See you next episode. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>